Welcome to the Author Shenanigans Podcast, where we are deep diving into the minds of our favorite authors to figure out how in the world do they do what they do and write these books that keep us up into the early hours, hanging on to their every word. This is your host, Sarah Hickner, avid reader, podcaster, and author in process. I wanted to create a podcast that could connect readers to their next favorite author. To find a list of our past guests and links to their books, check out authorshenaniganspodcast.com. Now, without further ado, here is our next author interview. Hey everyone, welcome to the Author Shenanigans podcast where we are getting to know authors and how their brains work and just deep diving in. So today I have an author as a guest that I honestly kind of fell in love with her books years ago when I first got back into reading. She was one of the first series that I um, that I read when I was getting into the young adult fantasy genre. And so I've been following her. You have a deep list of books since then. Um, but I'm so excited to chat with Alicia. So Alicia, um, Alicia Clayfick is our guest. Did I say your name right? Uh, no, but nobody does. So don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I have said it that way for like three years now. How do you say your name? You're not alone and it's okay. And really, I mean, how, who knows if we're saying it right? You know, like oh, you know, good point. I, we usually say club peak, club peak. Club yeah. Peak. Yeah. Okay. Like you, or the H like it's the H that throws off everyone's phonics situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no f sound. <laughs> but, okay. I'll answer to anything, you know, like I used to be Walker, so that was easy. Yeah, that is a much easier name. Yeah. Much, much easier. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Alicia, tell us about yourself. Um, okay, so yeah, I write high fantasy, epic fantasy, um, with a lot of romance in it. Um, just because I think love makes the world go around and I really enjoy writing those kind of stories. Um I'm really into dragons because <laughs> I'm that kind of nerd, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just grew up reading a lot of fantasy, like Lord of the Rings and uh, Chronicles of Narnia and all the classic stuff. Um, and I wrote books since I was very little. I was an early reader. So I've just always kind of been a writer. I was just in denial for a long time. So, <laughs> and I also martial arts. I'm at my martial arts school right now. Uh, my husband teaches most of the classes, but I teach as well. And um, that's when I do when I'm not writing and not momming because I have two uh, teens that I adore. Okay, so first of all, to address the dragon in the room, I have a dragon like I have a bearded dragon. He's in, I guess listeners can't actually see, but I love dragons too. So sometimes that's I awesome. I'm trying to see him back in the background. He's like right over my shoulder. That's him laying on his rock um how cute I love them <laughs> sometimes I have dreams like actually dream that he's as big as my house and he like saves my family from something because I've read way too many books I guess um <laughs> but he's a doll sometimes he sits on my shoulder during interviews um so so you said you were a writer in denial how long did it take you to start actually writing and embrace that well I started writing like as an adult as a hobby when my now 16 year old son was a baby, because okay. although I adore my children, I'm not really a baby person. And I was 
I was just so friggin' bored, like a weird mixture of totally exhausted and bored. <laughs> so um, I started writing a book. So no one will ever see that book because that was <laughs> bad. But that was going to be my next question. Okay. So it's not one that we've read. <laughs> no, I tried to write historical fiction first. Like I was like, I'm going to write historical fiction. And for some reason, I thought that was more important than fantasy, which is not true, old me. That's very silly concept to have, but I guess I was a snooty intellectual-ish person. But then I started writing it and then I'm like, wouldn't it be fun if they like kissed right now? <laughs> but like that didn't happen in this, you know, piece of history. Or wouldn't it be fun if she like magically did this? And like, so like my brain was like, girl, you're a fantasy writer. So just let it go. So yeah, that's when it started. I was like that as a reader, I was too like, oh, never read fantasy. Like I thought I was too smart for that. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. And yeah. I love, I think that I actually used to be really into personal development books and all I read, my, my thing was kind of, if it didn't make me better, I didn't want to waste my time reading it. Right. Yeah. But what I learned through reading fantasy, some of these YA fantasy books, they actually have made me a better person. So they yeah. are personal development, just wrapped up in a way better story. So I actually finish it. I don't know if I've ever finished even the personal development books that I loved. I never finished them because there's no plot. There's no like romance stringing me along to keep it going. Right. Right. I think we all like develop ourselves in different ways, depending on your learning style and your personality. And I, I find the same thing with fantasy. I, and in fact, I get so much more out of fantasy because you can look at a universal theme or a, a topic without the confines of the real world and like heavy current events and your own personal like schema from that. Like you can remove that and isolate like a theme or an issue and you can look at it without having all that baggage. So for me, it's a lot easier to learn from fantasy and to take something from it. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're not, you really are purposefully, I'm assuming you're purposely writing things to help us grow too when you write books. Well, I mean, I don't want to be preachy, you know, like God forbid, because we're, we're here for preachy. entertainment, number one, right? Yeah. Like it has to be entertaining, we won't finish. But yeah, but I think it just kind of comes out naturally when you're yeah. a storyteller, you know, like I, it's not like I set out, I'm going to write a book about how to be a friend in difficult times after grieving, you know, like it's not like I set out to do that, but a lot of times just stuff you go through ends up coming out in those characters. And then you, you have something that people can use to build on and to grow through just naturally. It just comes out organically in the story. Okay. We're getting too serious too fast. I want to know. Sorry. <laughs> I want, to hear, like that I want to hear all of this. Like this is, I definitely want to hear it. But first I need to know, cause this is like how I usually open every episode mm -hmm. is cause it's the author shenanigans podcast. And so I need to hear some author shenanigans or at least one. And I, I know your friend group, which is kind of how we know each other. So I know there are some epic shenanigans that have happened at like writers conferences and stuff. So please just share something. Oh gosh. Like when I think about stuff like this, like I've been so lucky to be involved in so many different events and activities with countless people. I'm definitely an extrovert. So I like meet everybody online and in real life, like so many that I can never remember anybody's names, but I love everybody. Um, I know that there. Okay, so there's a conference that we have here in town 
Um, I'm a member of the SCBWI, which is more trad traditional publishing sided because okay. I started out that way. But um, we had a dress up night and it was um, steampunk dress up, which I don't write steampunk, but I've read a lot of it and I love yeah. it. So, I mean, sure, that's fun. So I love a costume. Like what writer doesn't love to dress up? I mean, come on, uh -huh. like especially fantasy writers, like we're obnoxious like that. But so we all decided to get dressed up and we were, I mean, like a group of us were so dressed up for everything. And we were like the only ones. Oh no. <laughs> like it was bad. It, we were like, oh, hi, I'm wearing this outfit and this corset and like all these gears. And you're like in a suit and like a cardigan. Hi, <laughs> let's sit down and have dinner. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, the it was like that scene out of um, Bridget Jones, you know, the tart and the vicar. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I'm like, try I don't think. Uh, okay, truth moment. I think I boycotted that movie because everyone was so obsessed with it that I was like, I'm not watching it. Um, uh, rebel, huh? <laughs> I am a rebel. I refuse. But but I watched The Hunger Games when everyone watched that. So, um, but yeah, I never watched it. Uh, so I can't. But I can imagine that happening because I love to dress up for stuff. I'm already like, what book character can I be for Halloween that someone might actually right. identify? And um, or you pick something it. super niche to dress up as, and like nobody knows what you are, and you're like, whatever, oh. it's great. I know it's great. <laughs> yeah, I was Jude Duarte a couple years ago, and no one knew who I was. And I was like, everyone knows Jude Duarte. Like everyone on Facebook, that like <laughs> my whole realm of people was obsessed with like queen of nothing was about to come out and I was like so pumped and no one in my neighborhood there's even a couple of fantasy nerds that live up the street they hadn't even read the series I'm like who you're not you're not a fantasy nerd if you haven't read this series anyway um your fantasy card like you don't even know I know <laughs> taking it now um so oh, I just totally got sidetracked though <laughs> it's okay. Uh, let's see another shenanigan we had oh at UtopiaCon or I feel like I'm never saying that conference right. It happens here in Nashville where I am. And several years ago I went there and Ray Wagner and I did an awful lot of dancing. Like <laughs> can I say that she's a violent dancer? She'd agree with that. <laughs> it's violent. And I went right on in with her and I'm sure we looked like complete maniacs and I may or may not have been sharing a box of wine with Audrey Gray in the lobby, but that's fine. You know, like you gotta get a little crazy at the conference and we okay. like to dance. We like to dance. I love dancing. I actually, I always dream of going to y'all's uh, author conferences, even though I don't imagine I'll ever be a fantasy author. Um, I mean, never say never, but I don't think I will. But anyway, I imagine going, but I am actually more of an introvert. And so like when I'm one-on-one, -on -one, like I can talk to you all day, but when I'm around a crowd of people who know each other already and they're extroverts, I think I'm going to be super awkward and just stare at everybody. And they're going to be like, this is not the Sarah on Facebook that does a podcast. Everyone's going to be like, who are you? But I will <laughs> dance all night with you though, quietly. <laughs> you could just be there right next to us. You know? I will just be dancing for flying though because you okay. might <laughs> I love to dance it's like one of my I think that's one thing I miss most about having kids is it's just hard to like go out dancing yeah yeah so. that's what we have like kitchen dance parties 
oh, if my kids know that I'm saying this out loud, they will like <laughs> forever from their lives. But I'll be like, I'll put my little speaker on and I'll be like, we're having a dance party. And, and we turn the lights off and we just like club it out in the kitchen. Like it's so much fun. That's amazing. My kids, this is not as cool. They like play Roblox and Roblox <laughs> will play like dance music. Uh -huh. And so my kids are like zoned out on their tablets with dance, like club music in the background. They don't even know what's going on. And me and my husband come in and we're like pretending like we're back at the club. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> bringing out all my best dance moves and the kids were like I can tell that they're determined not to look at us like if, <laughs> if they just don't look we'll go away or something and I just I can't stop I mean if you're gonna play the same song over and over and over again with such a great beat I'm gonna dance it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> until you turn off this stupid game um okay so you have as I mentioned in the introduction, you have a very deep list of books at this point. Um, so I'm yeah, sure I do a little genre hopping too. So they're kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, because you have a pen name too. Mm -hmm. And I read, how many series do you have with your pen name? Well, I, I kind of have two pen names. So oh. I've, got, okay. I've got Eve A. Hunt which is an urban fantasy portal fantasy. I didn't really follow the rules okay. <laughs> kind of series. Um, and it's, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit steamier than the stuff under my name. So, uh, and yeah, and it was all about Faye, which is stuff, you know, I write Faye fantasy too under my name as well. But yeah, I've got one trilogy under that name. And then um, I wrote a book with, um, my co-writer, J.T. Ellison, who's a thriller author under the name Joss Walker, we wrote a book called Tomb of the Queen, which is also an urban fantasy slash adventure story about a librarian um, who can do magic and discovers a grimoire and ends up in Ireland. So that was very fun. So she's she's got a different co-writer for the next books but I wanted to do one with her and we had a blast doing it. So yeah, I'm all over the place, a little scattered. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about the Joss. Is that what, what it is? Yeah, J-O-S-S, Walker. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about that. I read the Faye, the Eve Hunt. Faye yeah, one. yeah. I've read almost everything you've ever written. So no, I'm no. curious if you can, can you list, <laughs> can you list all of your books Ooh. in order? In order, what is this a pop quiz? Woman, you're evil. I'm curious how well an author knows. You cannot make me list out all my books when I'm high on sugar. Like, no. Okay, okay. I'll try. Okay, let's hear it. Let's see. We've got Waters of Salt and Sin was number one. Um, Fever, and I think I added more to that title, but at this moment, I can't remember what the rest of the title is. Okay. <laughs> and Plains of Sand and Steel. Forest of Silver and Secrets, and that makes up the Queen of Silver, Queens of Silver and Starlight slash Uncommon World. <laughs> yeah, I like renamed yeah. the series. Like, yeah. I don't know why, because yeah. I'm a freak. Um, and then Rune Kingdom is actually in that same world, but it's a standalone and it's a little darker. So like a lot of people are like, what is a lot of blood in this, Alicia? And I'm like, yeah, I went Vikings for a minute. I was like obsessed with Vikings when I read, wrote that. But anyway, um, then there's Edinburgh Seer, Edinburgh Air, Edinburgh Fate, which is like alternate 
historical, but in an alternate version of the modern day Scotland. So try to I categorize mean, it, that. Didn't it kind <laughs> of have like a steampunk feel to it? It did. It did. And that's where a lot of that came from. But like, so being a history nerd first, because, you know, I started with historical fiction and I took a lot of history in college and have just read a lot. I basically took a point in history and branched off a different way, but took it all the way to modern day. So we hadn't had any of the, the world wars. So technology was a little behind. So it was like similar, but different and like swords, but also phones, but they're not as good, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. British Empire was still around. Anyway, yeah, kind of steampunky. It has that kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, lots of romance in that one. Um, I spent some good time amount a good amount of time in Scotland and I'm obsessed with Scotland. So that's why that happened. But I was wondering, did you like live there at some point? Oh, no, no, I wish. I would okay. love to live there. But no, I just visited a lot. So <laughs> a lot of tax deductible vacations. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was not that brave to tax deductible that actually, really? actually tax deductible that I'm good at talking. I, <laughs> I really I feel like, that. That, yeah, that's a very valid tax deduction. Maybe you should talk to a CPA about going back and right. right. I do have an account now, but that was before I had one. So, okay. Because that is, I mean, you needed to do market, re not market, re you need to do research for your book. Right. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, that whole trilogy came about because of the story that our local guide told us in the Highlands. And she was like Scottish Ellen. She, she looked so much like Ellen and was like funny like her. It was like weird. I was like, this is Scottish Ellen. She has a twin who lives in Scotland. But anyway, she told us this whole story and I'm like, Ooh, I love that. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then like, I started looking it up and it was it was like an actual like story that like nobody talks about. And I'm like, I have to write this trilogy. So wait, was it the, was the story about the, the throne and the. Yeah. Like the stone of Scone or the coronation stone. So there's yeah. a lot of different versions of what happened with that stone, but this was a version I'd never heard before. Okay. So there's a lot of coronation stone of Scone uh, stories, but not that one specifically that used like, well, I mean, I'll talk for an hour about that. So I don't want to okay, like, we'll go on and on. I want to see if you can list all your books. Okay. Keep going. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Stay on track. <laughs> um, okay. So then we have, uh, I guess we have fate of dragons. So then yeah. I went, then I went full epic fantasy because, you know, I was watching game of Thrones. Come on. So <laughs> okay. as you can tell, like what I watched really inspires me for sure. So Fate of Dragons, Band of Breakers, Queen of Seas, Sword of Oak, Magic of Lore. And then I stayed in that world, but just went forward a thousand years. And then we have Enchanting the uh, Elven Mage, Enchanting the Fae Prince, Enchanting the Dragon Lord. And then I'm going to probably write two more books, at least in that series that okay. I already have scripted out. And a new book one that's also in that world that'll come out probably February next year. There we go. That is, that is impressive. So um, I'm just going to side note here. I still think that the, I, I always call it the water. I mean, the, yeah, the waters of salt and sin series, even though that's not what the series is called. That's always what I call it. Um, that was my favorite. And I still love that. I was thinking about, I was like, it's kind of a fuzzy memory, but they like hid a body in the palace and then buried it under the bed or something that's I mean, in planes of sand and steel yeah 
Yeah, she's the lead girl. So in that book, we also change characters each time, but you get cameos. Like yeah, they're all like you change to the princess or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have to say, at first, I was a little mad. I was like, oh no, no, like where's Kinneret or whatever her name was? And then and then I fell in love and I actually liked the other lady better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saren. Saren was her name. Yes, Saren. Yeah. And she was very loosely inspired by Shajar Aldur. And I am butchering that because I don't speak that language. Yeah. But the, the legend of Shajar Aldur was inspired by that. So that's very like historical fantasy. Um, oh. She legit had hid the body where they were like about to fight a war because there was no time. And she was like, I'm going to run this, this battle. So you can, you know, you can see that that book was a lot based off that, like, obviously it changed a lot and there's like fantasy and stuff. Yeah. And then the two other, the other viewpoints were um, basically what would, to make it easier, like Italian warriors from like the Renaissance. So they really did that thing with that sword where they would say wake iron and they would make sparks go off of it. Like that's really accurate. So that's, anyway. I have no idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. You somehow we should like publicize that more that it's historical. <laughs> I think, I think people would even, I love reading historical fiction because you learn while you're, um, while you're reading. So yeah, we should, you should maybe put like a thing at the end of the book. That's like, these are historically accurate moments and list them off or something. Right. Right. You know why I don't, because I'm a giant chicken. I'm afraid like some history, like expert is going to be like, wait a minute, (laughs) which I shouldn't worry about because nobody cares. I'm not pretending like I'm teaching a class or whatever, (laughs) but, but I'm always scared with this history that I'm going to say something wrong. And someone's going to be like calling me out on it. Like, (laughs) that's true. I posted a quote a few months ago. on like Facebook and someone, and I literally like took it from Pinterest or something. Like it was a graphic already made. And someone was like, that's not who said the quote, you should do your research first. And I'm know, like, yeah, yeah. Some people are harsh. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those quotes. That's probably, it's been, uh, everyone has said it, you know, and, right, right. and, and it's just like, maybe one person said it three words differently than this person. I don't, I was just like, whatever. But yeah, I feel you. I was like, uh, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go to the library and research this quote before I put it on Facebook. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right. Like I know where to spend my time and that's not what yeah. doing the time. <laughs> that is not it. Next time I'll just block out the name and say, yeah, yeah, unknown. <laughs> yeah unknown, not researched. Um, okay. So which of all your books has been your favorite to write? Oh man. I hate this question because like, it makes me feel like, I don't know. Cause they're all your favorite while you're writing, like yeah. while you're writing, I feel like. And if that's not true, you're probably doing it wrong, <laughs> you know? Like, so honestly, my favorite right now, I'm writing that new book one right now in the same yeah. world. And it takes place in the underworld. Um, so it's like Hades and Persephone inspired, but also kind of Pride and Prejudice-ish, which okay. is a weird but like right now that's my favorite you know like so it's it's hard to say there's a a special place in my heart for the first book yeah a book that was kind of excruciating to write okay planes of sand and steel was excruciating it was was the first book didn't you just that no that was the third book and that's the one we were just talking about where they had the body tent 
Oh, yes, you're right. Sorry. I got the Plains of Sand and Steel and Waters of Salt and Sin switched. Oh, I, know. I don't know. Okay, why so Plains of Sand and yeah. Steel was, <laughs> that was yeah. the exciting one. Yeah, it was hard to write. And I really just because I wanted to make the battle scenes more unique. So I decided to research, like a lot of research went into that book. Yeah. So like, I don't want to do spoilers in case someone wants to read it, but like, there's a, there's a part later on in the book on how they defeat the enemy. And that's actually, um, a twist on technology that happened in world war two, but I medievalized it. Like, and I was like talking to my engineer father about it. Like I way over plotted this. Like, yeah. it's really cool. I think it's cool, but it took a lot of work. Like it was. Yeah a lot by the time I was done with that I was like throwing it against the wall I was like I like so, so tired speaking of throwing against the wall how many drafts do you do of your books yeah. well it's hard to say because like <laughs> I'm the worst at beginnings like if you ever see bad reviews for me it's gonna be like it was it was great once I got into it yeah. <laughs> like, so beginnings for me are super challenging. I don't know why. So yeah. I rarely do like a second or third draft of like from the, you know, second, third onward. Like I can just write it, do a light edit and I'm done usually. Wow. <laughs> but the first third girl, I write the first third, probably 20 million times. Like uh. <laughs> not like while I'm like, I'm, I try to finish the draft first, but I don't right. always, you know, like the one I'm writing right now, I think I've written the first chapter, I don't know, seven times already. Oh my like, God. So I think first chapters are just like, you know, the bane of my existence. For sure. Well, and it is, but it's an important chapter because I mean, <laughs> I just had someone sent me an audio book and um, uh, I'm done. Like first chapter, I'm out. Like this was not. Yeah, easy. it's hard. So, which granted part of it was like, it's just not my genre, but I didn't love their, their storytelling style. And, um, so first chapter is important because that's when people are, especially with like KU and stuff, right? Cause it's not like they've bought it and they've already paid their money with KU. You can, you start it. If you don't like it, you send it back. Right. Exactly. So you have to hook them right away, but it, I find it especially challenging in high fantasy and epic fantasy because you've got a whole nother world. So you have to show them like what they need to know, but not too much. And I get really like world building is my absolute favorite. Like some people are like characters are my favorite or blah, blah, blah. And I probably should say characters, but legit setting and world building is my top favorite thing. Okay. So like, I was actually going to ask about that later because so that's what makes first chapters hard because I want to show you all the things I yeah. want to be like, hey, look at this. Isn't this cool? And everyone's like, just get to what the character's doing. We don't care. Yeah. Like, and, I, and that's how it should be. So I have to like tone back my own preferences to make it readable like you know if that makes sense yeah, the world needs to come up as you read the story not yeah yeah but that's when I think of your books a lot of times what I when I'm remembering it I'm remembering in my head what the world looked like around me yeah like I'm not as I'm not as like like some books I finish it and I'm thinking like when I think back I think of the friend group but yours I'm always thinking of like what did the world look like when I right so, yeah so you succeed I can tell that that's your thing um so is do you have tips for like that world building or is it just like something that you're it's just in your brain or well uh, so 
to me, and this breaks my heart, so this is why I'm stuttering, but like travel to me is the biggest inspiration, traveling to other countries far away outside my culture, and that's what inspires me, and right now that's super challenging to do. Um, I just get too nervous about trying to plan all that right now, because I planned a trip to Iceland twice, and it got canceled about times. Oh my gosh. I'm very bitter right now, which, you know, I should be grateful of what's going on, but so travel, I think, is super important, even if you're just traveling within where you are. Um, noticing cultural details, like, so the story I'm writing right now, for some reason in my head, every time they went somewhere, there were double doors, like even in houses, like in a bedroom, there were double doors. And I'm like, why is my head doing this? And like, you just got to listen to your subconscious. Like, there's going to be a reason for that later. Like, that's the cool thing I love about writing. Like, up here, I don't know. And then back here, we'll be like, do this. And then it'll come out later in the story. And I'm like, holy crap. How's it? Like, it's like magic. Like, legit yeah. magic. Like, it's crazy. So I was writing it the other day. And finally, my main character asked about it. Like, in my head, like, the movie's playing. And I'm just typing, you know. And she's like, what's up with all, well, she doesn't say it like that, but like, what's up with all the double doors, but in, you know, medieval talk. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, that's, you know, a, a key component of our culture is that, and they're explaining it to her. They're like, we, you know, we live in the underworld. We live so close to death that it can be intimidating sometimes to live. And so we, we have the saying where you go everywhere together, where you're always with someone everywhere you go in and out of everywhere, but I write it better. I can't talk, but yeah. like, so it's kind of like a, a theme of their culture. It's like a thread that runs through that they are very loyal to one another because of the setting and where they are. So I think it's important when you walk around life, like look at how people are like, um, setting down their drinks when they go for coffee what are they picking up first you know what are they wearing um how did they come into the door like just noticing little things about people's habits and culture is what I just love doing that because then it inspires me to do it in my own worlds if that that's makes really cool it totally makes sense and the double door thing is actually really interesting because sometimes I get to the end of books or series and I'm like did she plan this all along? Like, was this, does she have like a storyboard? Cause I'm always like, I try to figure out how things work and I'm like, how, how did she come up with this and string it in through there? And, and so your response is that it's magic. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I have just learned to trust that if I feel yeah. that like urge to write something that I don't understand, I put it in because yeah. it will always always tie together like that'll be important I don't know how yeah and I haven't I don't know what the ending is like in this book like sometimes I know the endings and I sort of I sort of know this one but not always but it'll for some reason it'll tie together to the theme like I just can feel it already like it's weird <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's so cool so then um what we already mentioned that like one thing that I have loved about why fantasy is that there's just a lot of personal growth. It's all almost always, and I don't know if it's the book pocket that I'm in, or this is like kind of all YA fantasy right now, but it tends to be like a leading female who has like the cards totally stacked against her and she overcomes all these odds. And there's almost always a solid friend group that makes you want to be best friends with them. And, um, 
and the person, the lead character grows. And then, so as a reader, we grow. And so I'm just curious, cause I feel like I've been shaped so much as a person by a lot of the books that I've read. So what is a book that you have read that has shaped you? Mm. Well, the first one that comes to mind is not YA fantasy, but it's Outlander because okay. I'm an Outlander fan. Um, now she writes her books in a, in an interesting way, like, cause she wasn't a writer when she started, like she didn't have any training in that, you know, like yeah. that's stuff, but, um, but it, it helped me like understand marriage <laughs> about their relationship. Like when I first got married, I was kind of like, how do we do this? This feels different than being engaged or dating. And I don't, I don't understand how to orient myself quite right. Even though my parents have an amazing marriage and they were a great example, it's different when you're living it. And for me, books are what helps me. Like you're saying, like books are what teaches me. Books are what help me. And for some reason, seeing the way they were loyal to one another and the way they felt like this comes first and everything I do is 100% like for you, you know, and you give a hundred percent too. there's no 50, 50 kind of thing. It yeah. really, it really helped me grow into marriage. Like, obviously that's not really why fantasy related, but that's what came to my head. So it doesn't, this is not actually a why fantasy podcast. I just happened to read a lot of why fantasy. Okay. <laughs> like half the guests, at least are fantasy authors. Is there a book that you wrote that you really see yourself in? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I probably, everybody says this, but I feel like every character I write has an element of me in it. Yeah. Um, like some of the characters that are a lot more blunt and driven for like their freedom are me for sure. Um, like Ori in Enchanting the Elven Mage, Aurora oh. Ori goes by Ori. Um, people were like, she's awfully obnoxious. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> She was like, no, you're insulting her. You're insulting me because that is 100% me. I would be like, if someone told me who I was going to marry, I'd be like, I don't care if he's the perfect person in the world. You can go ahead and forget it because yeah. like, uh-uh, like, and, and you'll see those themes in my books too, is like very much like outspoken honesty, like, cause that's how I am. It's just how I operate and, and wanting your freedom and to make your own choices. Like that's, that's really who I am. So if you see those kind of characters, the one that's not like me is Rianne in book two, um, Enchanting the Fae Prince. Okay, so I haven't with- read that one yet. I just read the one with Ori over the weekend. Yeah, so she's, a lot, she's a lot like me. But in the second book, Rianne is the main character and she's so like calm. And okay. I'm like, I wish I were like that and like level-headed, but she's such a good foil for Prince Warian because he is like a hedonist, reckless, crazy guy. Like he's just like, Hey, you know, like, so they're like complete opposites. Like he's much more me than she is. Um, except for the one element of practicality. Like I really like, like I have a very basic car. I buy like one pair of shoes. Like I'm very like practical. I travel with just one carry on. Like I refuse to like take luggage. Like, so when (laughs) you go to like Iceland someday, when things let up, are you going to take just a carry on? 
Um, well, with winter gear, you probably have to pack something because that stuff's big because you got to bring boots. Yeah. But like we had already planned because we were taking our kids too. So we'd already planned that we had, I'd already packed out, helped them pack out their four, the four backpacks. Well, my husband, I didn't help my husband, but anyway, but yeah. we packed out our four backpacks and we had one suitcase with our winter gear in it. So yeah, I'm just all about like efficiency and like, so that's, yeah, that's a weird thing about me. Like, like I'll have all sorts of clothes, like my closet yeah. looks like thrift store like I dress like a crazy bohemian old lady but yeah. but when I travel I'm like black it all rolls up the end. yeah <laughs> I mean I've done this for like a conference when I just did I think I was just being cheap and didn't want to check a bag I don't know yeah. um and fit it all into a carry-on but it was a feat I mean, and it's like strategically, what am I wearing to the airport? Which shoes? I'm wearing my biggest shoes on the airplane. And these shoes are going to be used for four different outfits. And right. like, and I'm just going to suck it up and use a hotel hairdryer. And yeah, I'm going to take this product that kind of defrizzes my hair. So I don't need a straightener. And, um, I mean, and over the top, I, so I'm a Mary Kay girl too. And so I'm a product junkie. I didn't used to be, I used to be able to use like one product on my whole body, hair and face. But now I have like, when I drive places, I have a carry on with products, <laughs> but that's when we drive. So anyway, I just can't like going like overseas with a carry on just seems really difficult, but the cheap me is like, that is amazing because anyway like, I guess I like the challenge of it I don't know I don't I'm weird yeah. <laughs> I don't know Tetris was my favorite game as a kid I like Tetris too yeah you know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm really impressed I mean the I, and I am super frugal so I I'm really like the frugal girl in me honors the uh <laughs> light packer in you that's amazing well, I um, lost all my luggage on a trip to Austria once in college uh, and I did I never got it and so like ever since that's really what started that was yeah, the yeah. um what do they call that the instigating no the inciting event yeah <laughs> in storytelling that was the inciting event for my my only carry-ons so <laughs> I, I totally get that but then they started gate checking carry-ons Right, so they, right. So, which I mean, you know, if it's gate checking, that it is making it onto your airplane. But um, one time I had a a brain out moment. I don't know. And I just, I was self-checking at the airport and I don't know what happened. I don't know if they didn't give me the sticker or what, but like, and there was no one helping me. And I just didn't put the destination sticker on my bag. Oh God. <laughs> and, and I have no idea, maybe just because it was prayed over that bag. I think I was going to Texas, Texas or LA or something. And the bag went to Alaska. Not sure why, but it went to Alaska and they still got it back to me. That's awesome. so I have this like faith in the airlines that I don't know if I should have it because I hear so many other people losing like legit never seeing their bag again but after my bag with absolutely no identification went to Alaska and then found me before my trip was over I'm like oh it's gonna be fine 
man. Well, I am also a firm believer in you get with what you expect. So I think thinking positively is very important. So okay. <laughs> I was like, we went, I just borrowed clothes from friends because it was a conference and until my suitcase got there. Um, okay. So hold on. I have a whole list of questions and one of them was really good, but they're all, I didn't double space my questions. Um, oh, <laughs> which leading male from your books is your book boyfriend? Oh my God. That is like an embarrassing question. Um, but, well, I would probably have to say either Kalev or Philip or Philippe, I guess I'm supposed to say. I don't know how to say my own yeah. character's names. I think um, like Kalev is from Waters of Salt and Sin, and he was the like the first book boyfriend, you know, yeah. that I published. And he is not your like alpha male type at all. Like he's very like calm and chill and like clever. And I like that, you know, like I, I kind of like that characters not tend to be as popular, you know, in fantasy, yeah. like a lot of readers want the like really strong male, like more like Doran, like in the book I just released Enchanting the Dragon Lord, like uh -huh. he's like alpha male, you know I mean? He's a good guy, he's a great heart. He's not like- yeah. I don't write books with guys are jerks and you fall in love with them because it's stupid. Sorry, you can hate on me, but I think that's dumb. Okay. But but he's still very like rah 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 alpha, rah, you know, like yeah. But honestly, I kind of in real life prefer the ones that are a lot more chill, you know, yeah. because because I like to be in charge. <laughs> alpha is annoying because then you're butting heads all the time. I right. I which makes for exciting literature, <laughs> but yeah. maybe not in real life. <laughs> right. Do you really want to fight that much in real life? Right. No. Right. And that said, my husband is very, he's kind of alpha-y, but he also knows when to back down, you know, so he's kind uh, of the best of both worlds. So he inspires a lot of my, aw, inspires a lot of my love interests in my books. Sometimes when I read people's books, I always think, is this something their husband did or is this something they wish their husband did like, <laughs> probably both, probably both. <laughs> um okay so what's your most embarrassing author moment oh gosh um oh I know well there have been a lot of them so let's, let's, <laughs> let's lay that out there like like okay so I get like um what do you call it when you choke right like when I get face to face with someone that I really look up to, yeah, I will forget everything about them, my own name, like my mind le yeah. legit goes blank. So I'm not gonna say who it was, but I met somebody I was really looking forward to meeting, and I did that. Like I couldn't remember a single word in the English language. I just went nah, like <laughs> for about a minute, <laughs> and it was so bad. Like. I get hives if I think about it, like that's, yeah. which is painful because I'm extroverted. So I'm always like putting myself out there, making an idiot of myself and then turning bright red and getting these blotches all over yeah. myself. Yeah. So it was one I of those. I get blotches too. They're kind of itchy. Yes, God. <laughs> I did it at the grocery store last night. I'm, I'm a piece of work. I don't know. I just get flustered easily. <laughs> I was giving a speech one time in college. And like, I really am fine with public speaking and I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel really nervous, but apparently I am nervous. 
right get blotches and then someone was like are you having a reaction yes yeah, that's me i'm like dude i'm, like, I'm okay. killing it in my speech stop calling me out i'm not having a reaction <laughs> like i guess we have like a little bit of social anxiety but it's like way yeah. shoved in the back or something because yeah. i'm the same way like i like getting up and like like i used to be a teacher i teach classes i like to get up and and help people with stuff. I love helping people and teaching people stuff and, you yeah. know, being out there, but like, yeah, I will turn red in a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> and I get so mad. I'm like, I'm not embarrassed. Like, yeah. But obviously something in us, some element of me is. is. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So what was, so the author moment was that you got tongue tied. I got tongue tied in front of a very famous, famous author and couldn't remember my own name. Hi, my name is, I don't know. What do you want to uh, call me? Because I have no idea. What? Uh, <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. But like, I've done tons of stuff, like putting the wrong title on a book spine. Yeah. No. Look at your books, kids, because some of y'all have books that have the wrong title. <laughs> like I legit did that recently again. Like I didn't notice it. My designer didn't notice it. And we didn't fix it till we'd already sold some. Like. Oh, no. So if anybody gets one of those, just let me know. I'll replace it. It's not bad. Or you can just keep it and giggle at me and just know that I get hives in the self-checkout line because that's how I roll. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. So what's your most proud author moment? Oh, um, <laughs> gosh. That's a hard one for me. I mean, I, I always get really proud when I get emails from new readers, like from people that like, don't know me from Adam. It's, you know, it's not my darling aunt or my wonderful sister. It's like some stranger that picked up my story and is like touched by something in it. And they have something like really serious going on in their lives. And it like helps them. Like that is when I'm so proud. Like it feels kind of scary too. Yeah. like, cause I don't want to mess up like my next book and be like, <laughs> that one helped, but this one like made you throw yourself off a cliff. Like, no, ah. but like, that's when I'm most proud is when yeah. I get emails from people saying that their book, my books helped them through something for sure. That's awesome. So people just spontaneously, like, is your email in the back of a book or do they like actually like dig you up? Like, well, usually it's people like responding to a newsletter. Like I have a newsletter so they'll have my email through my newsletter. So they'll reply to a newsletter and just be like, by the way, I read this and this happened and like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think my email is up on my website too. So they might get it from there. I have an author email, so that's okay. So, that's and what we're saying is that people should go join your newsletter. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> they need to go join it Insert now. Insert logo here. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, if you go to aliciaclapique.com and you look at free prequel, you can get free library of reads if you sign up for my newsletter. Cha-chow! There you go. <laughs> in the, I get your newsletter, I think, and wait, hold on. Are there goats in it always? Lots of goats, yes. yes. I was like, I think that's your newsletter, but what if it's someone else's when I'm screwing up? No, always no, cute goat pictures, and I love goats, so anytime there's, I'm like, oh, goat picture, and I open it I up. I love so. goats. Yeah, I don't know 
even know why that started. I just randomly started putting baby goats at the bottoms of my newsletters just for like something fun. And I'm telling you, I get more emails about the goats than I do about the books. (laughs) So I don't know what that says. Maybe I need to not examine that too hard, but, (laughs) but yeah, anyway, I I think it says it's a genius marketing and (laughs) you should keep doing it because we have this enormous, like this inbox full of stuff and people are opening your emails to see the goats. And if they happen to see that you have a new book out while they're opening it, then awesome. The better, right? Yeah. Right. Sometimes I even put special notes below the goats for those people that are there for them. Like I'll be like, today I went to the zoo and I saw these two guys. Did you like these guys? Do you like the brown one? Because some of the kids, some of the people are reading it with their kids. Yeah. Like, and they'll tell me like, oh, I always, my son always wants to look at the bottom because he's like five and he likes your goats, you know? So anyway, it's kind of an offshoot thing that I do, but it's fun. So why not? (laughs) Uh, Hey, I think it's great. It works. So I just a couple more questions and then we'll wrap up. What do your kids think of having a mom? That's an amazing author. Oh, um, they love it. They, they're so supportive. Like, I mean, they don't always read my books. Which I is say, they read them. Well, my son's not into fantasy. Like he used to really like Lord of the Rings when he was like younger, but he's very much like, um, a sci-fi dystopian kind of guy. Okay. So it's not really his jam. So, I mean, my firm belief about books is that don't ever read anything you're not into. It will never hurt my feelings. It's okay. So I don't pressure them to. Now, my daughter likes fantasy. So she's read a lot of my books. Um, she's 13 and super smart and is a great storyteller herself. So I'm sure she'll be writing. Well, she animates. So she might be doing like web webtoons or whatever. I'm not cool enough to know what all that is. But yeah. um, <laughs> they're very supportive and really cool about it for sure. They help me brainstorm a lot. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. And do they like say mom, that cover is not good enough or mom, that cover is amazing kind of stuff? Yeah, kind of, but they don't like the smushy romance stuff. You know, that's the only thing that they're like, ooh, mom and romance, you know, like, so you can kind of see that, but yeah, they definitely give me their opinions and you know how kids are. You've got them. (laughs) Brutally honest. (laughs) So when your Eve Hunt books came out with the like basically naked, uh, right. Yeah, they were like rolling their eyes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There goes my. Well, I try to tell them there's more in the books than that, but your cover has to speak to the niche category. Like, so even if there's a world of things in your book, your cover has to look like something because it's not just a piece of art. Right. You know, it's more of an advertisement than it is art. Yeah unfortunately, because we'd all just like pretty art, but <laughs> that's just not how it works. <laughs> you got to tell people, give them a heads up. And it is, I have learned about genres and it is important to know what genre you're going to be picking up to read. Otherwise, if it's not a match, match, you might get back <laughs> <from> you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I always appreciate people who are very clear with their covers. Um, right. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up. And before we finish with talking about the book we're giving away, do you have any final, anything you want to share? Um, not really just uh, read the enchanting, uh, the dragon Lord. If you haven't, uh, it's a standalone. So you can start there if you want. And 
I don't know. Can That's about it. Like, can we talk about that for a second? Because it's a, well, I know the first one is kind of like a fairy tale retelling. Mm -hmm. They all have elements of fairy tales in them. Okay. So I, I was wondering, all standalone fairy tale retellings? They are, but, but like, I think there'll be a richer experience if you start read one and then two and then three, because the characters from each of the books are in all of them. Okay. Like they don't have POV chapters, but like, like in book three, she's hanging out with, with Ari and Philippe and Warian and Rian, you know, so it all ties together, but yeah, they're definitely all standalone. So book one was uh, like Sleeping Beauty inspired. Book two was Robin Hood inspired. And book three is Beauty and the Beast inspired. But it's very loose, especially in book three, because <laughs> I don't really write retellings. Like that's just not yeah. how my brain works. I can't stick to a script. So, yeah. so they're totally yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, you just have elements of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the first one and the the whole like yarn thing. I was yeah. like, what? It was really cool. Yeah, with like weaver folklore and stuff like that. Yeah. Like old folklore with that kind of stuff. So I wanted to play around with that idea. So it was fun. I also liked how they were like the goddess uh Nicks and like they were pulling all the main characters from your previous series have become like the gods and goddesses of this world. So that was cool to like hear the mentions of things that we'd read about before. Yeah, like in the book I just released, they all have a whole chapter in that book because they appear to a girl who speaks to the spirits. And so they wow. appear to her. So I, I like, I really enjoyed doing that. So like a new reader, they don't need to know who right. those people are in depth, but like my old readers of the Dragon's Rising series are always really excited to see them. So yeah. I love that. I love reading spinoffs that are really standalone, but if you read the previous series and you love those characters, just like the mention gives you that like feeling again of, you know, how much you love those characters and kind of being back in that place. So I, I really enjoy the little, the name but, drops. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it really, like you said, you don't have to have read the books before. You just don't get the warm fuzzy when you read the name. It's just a name. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we are doing a giveaway for, I'm going to let you say what the, what we're giving away. Cause you said the newest book, but I don't know what the title is and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. That's enchanting the dragon Lord. So okay. we're going to do a giveaway for a paperback, um, of that book. And that's, it's fine to do that internationally if you'd like to. And all right. Uh, that is really kind of you because I usually just do it in the U.S. and I feel really I hate leaving people out. And, yeah, I can't do it all the time, but I'll do but I'll do it today. Okay. <laughs> just don't get mad at me if it doesn't get to your house if you live very far <laughs> because sometimes they don't. I'll do my best though. <laughs> A lot can happen between here and nowadays. Yeah, for sure. mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so do we want to do the giveaway on Instagram? Is that how you want sure, to do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I like Instagram. Instagram is actually my favorite social media spot because you can kind of post and ghost. Okay. <laughs> so, and I, I'm very visual. So yeah, I love Instagram. All right. Perfect. Then we'll do it on Instagram. And I will, as soon as the episode gets up, I will put the post on Instagram and I'll have, I'll send it to you. So you can put on Instagram. For sure. Yeah. It'll just be basically like follow both of us and tag somebody and you'll get entered to win and it's open internationally. So I have so many Instagram followers that are not from the U.S., so they're going to be really excited. 
Good, good. That'll be great. All right. Thank you so much, Alicia. It's been really fun to chat and actually like see your face. We've been following each other on Facebook forever. So now I know, I know. we've been friends online forever. So it's I know. thank you for I'm having me to come to pin con net for don't they have one year left or something? Um, I don't know about pens con. I know, I know utopia con has one year left next year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to that that's here in Nashville. Okay. I'm going to try to come to one because I have so many author friends and it's like mm -hmm. we're legit friends at this point. We should yeah. have, I'm going to be really awkward, but I want sure, to see. No, no, no. So an author conferences sound like fun. Well, I hope we get to meet in person someday. I would love yeah. that. Same. All right. Thank you, Alicia. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being a guest of the show. Guys, be sure to go and check out her books. She has, as you heard on the show, all different kinds of fantasy worlds, and they are epic. I love her books. So anyway, go check it out. Um, for more information, go to authorshenaniganspodcast.com. I have links to everything, links to her books, links to her website, links to all the things, and also past episodes and guests and all their information. Um, and don't forget... To be sure you're following the show because I have a couple of epic guests lined up. Like you're not going to believe these guests. So make sure you're following so you don't miss it. Make sure you share it with a friend and I can't wait until our next episode. But until now or until then, let's go read a book or do something else productive. Bye y'all.